Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to the No Sports Report, a production of iHeartRadio and Treefort Media. My name is Jensen Karp, and I'm a sports fan. And I've been wondering, did Joe Flacco sign a one-year deal with the Jets hoping there's no NFL season? It's the only thing that makes sense to me. Then he could just be like, oh man, what a bummer. Guess I'm off to somewhere else that isn't the Jets. He's going to be watching these Fauci press conferences, holding a rosary and sweating on the edge of his seat. And as soon as training camps are announced, I'm betting Flacco starts faking a cough. I'm on to you, dude. I'm still talking to athletes, though, and sports industry professionals about what they're doing in quarantine hoping to figure out if they miss competing as much as I miss watching it. This is the No Sports Report. Now, I'm known for my good ideas, and here's another one. If you were on the 2015 FIFA Women's World Cup team, you should get free drinks wherever you go. From the TGI Fridays in Times Square to Mickey's in all cash bar in Orange, California, you just never pay for a thing. Actually, no matter where you go, it could be a -a Build-A-Bear. You want a drink, you get one brought to you. And that's because you're part of one of the most glorious wins our country has ever seen. So, bottoms up. And we're starting with Megan Kligenberg. The defender was a vital part of the iconic squad, and now is a proud member of the Portland Thorns in the National Women's Soccer League. And now she's dipping her toe into fashion, alongside her World Cup teammates and fellow free drinkers, Megan Rapino, Tobin Heath, and Kristen Press. They've launched Re-Ink, a gender-neutral lifestyle brand that offers a distinct look for every unique body and challenges the status quo. We talk about their newest collection, her passion for pasta, and the novel idea of gender equality. It's a brand new episode of The No Sports Report. Call from Megan Klingenberg. To accept, press 1. Megan, I wanted to ask you first off where you are quarantining location-wise, and then I know this is a very heavy question, one that deserves probably paragraphs upon paragraphs, but but how has it been going for you? Yeah, thank you for asking. I appreciate that. Um, I'm doing okay. I think about as best you can do under these circumstances. And I'm actually in Pittsburgh with my family. Just a quick story. When I was growing up, my parents, they always had this goal of wanting to get a bit of property and build a house on it. My mom has always wanted to build her own house from scratch with her 
you know, architect or whatever. And so they finally did it. They got some property. And, you know, as a kid, when I was in high school, it was a bit annoying because we had all of this property and not very many people around. And now I've never been more thankful for having a bit of land to just, you know, run around and be outside and not have to worry about seeing other people. It's just funny how one thing doesn't feel like a blessing and then later in life really does. Yeah. I mean, are you sleeping in your childhood bedroom? Yeah, I am actually. It's hilarious. <laughs> Amazing. Are there like old like AYSO soccer trophies and stuff? So many. And there's like karate trophies. And it's also kind of become everybody's spare parts room. Mm-hmm. You know, there there's old jerseys of mine. There's my brother's TV from college. There's just like all kinds of stuff in there. Plus me, plus all of the things that my mom decorated my room with when I was like 14. So it feels like the funniest throwback. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was lucky. My parents, when I went off to college, left my room, like it was a museum shrine. Like I feel like they laminated stuff so that nothing got damaged, you know? That's funny. Yeah. With my mom, she basically told my dad over her dead body, he would turn it into an exercise room. She basically didn't change anything, kept my childhood posters up, kept my bed in there. And then she said uh, for the first few months, she would come in and just cry. (laughs) Oh, poor mom. It's like a museum. It is. If, If they don't live there anymore, but if they did, I swear to God, I would be 40 years old right now and she would still have my stuff there. Uh, it says a lot about me and her, but yes, a completely different situation. At least they've kept some of your trophies and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think it's funny. The trophies were actually like way cooler than the ones that I get now. <laughs> like you get just a medal now and then the team gets a trophy. But when you're on a team as a kid or you did karate or whatever, all the things that I did, you would get like real big trophies yeah. just for you. Yeah. So now I'm just like stuck with medals and who wants a medal, you know? Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I would want a medal, but you do have, you have like a photo of you holding the trophy rather than the trophy at your house is what you're kind of alluding to. I guess, yeah, yeah, but it's kind of nice, like, to have a trophy or a cup or whatever, especially when you're celebrating, because you can always pour your beer in the cup and then, you know, celebrate with your teammates. I feel like the NWSL just really missed out on that part because they have a trophy that's just, like, in the shape of a soccer player, you know, so you can't really do much with it except hold it. Yeah, well, I say let's go back to the individual trophies and uh, orange slices. I would be fine with both of those for soccer. Oh, 100%. I don't know why I can't get my own prepackaged little baggie at halftime, you know? On <laughs> <laughs> like a beautiful silver platter. Megan is calling for her orange slices again. <laughs> exactly. And a, and a sip of Gatorade. Please bring it for the lady. Uh, are you able to decipher what day it is when you wake up? Do you have any sort of ability to calendar out what's happening? Ha. Actually, no, not not even a little bit. The only way that I know approximately which day it is, is I've been doing donut Sundays. Okay. <laughs> and so it's kind of like a, ca- a countdown, like today is donut Sunday plus one. Right. <laughs> if you, if you catch my drift, like, <laughs> you know, cause we're, we're out one day from donut Sunday and then, you know, Friday is donut Sunday minus two. So that's, that's pretty much how I've been keeping track of it. And that's pretty much the only day that I am officially aware of on the day of the event. Right. And what is your, what is your donut of choice? Oh, wow. I think it depends on the mood mm-hmm. when I wake up, but they they have this place in Portland and it's called Dough Donuts. Oh. So it's all vegan, 
Don't let that stop you, though. It's sure. by far the best donut place in Portland, and I'm sure people will be screaming about that. But Voodoo, yeah, voodoo, they'll say. No, no, it's definitely not voodoo. It's dough, I'm telling you. And they have these amazing flavors, but I always get usually two and a coffee, and I always get the Portland Fog, plus, like, another flavor that I just want to try. But the Portland Fog is like an Earl Grey glaze with a coconut whipped cream on top. Oh, man, it's good. I'm dying already. I'm happy you got into food. Let's get into pasta class. Uh, You held a tutorial on Zoom instructing people on how to make pasta. Did you know this? And also, how is it possible that you eat carbs? (laughs) Okay, back it up for a second. I was just the conduit Mm -hmm. to bring these people to Pietro, who is the official pasta maestro. My mom and I actually took a trip last November. We went to a bunch of places, but we ended up going to Milan. And mom booked one part of the trip. Only one part, right? But it ended up being our favorite part. It was this pasta-making class at this guy's house named Pietro. And his mom came, and we made tiramisu, and we made pasta, and we made friends. And we had an absolute blast. And so I thought, you know, why not do that virtually and bring people together and connect with them? Because I think a lot of people are struggling being alone right now. So it was just nice to eat and gather and have some wine and be merry and connect over something that's really fun to do. Yeah. And and, and a bunch of people showed up to learn how to make pasta. Did you know it before this class you took? Like, I don't even think I would know what to... I barely know how to cook pasta. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's why we have Pasta Pietro. He sends out an ingredient list. And actually, we had to close down the class about an hour after I posted about it on Instagram because we had so many people sign up. And we were a little bit overwhelmed. We were like, holy cow, I don't think we can teach a thousand people how to make pasta. So we closed it down at about 150. (laughs) And about 50 or 60 showed up. Uh, And it was awesome. It was so cool. Pietro is just a total gem and he makes everything fun and then for me it's just nice to be on there and drink and make some pasta and then be able to eat when i'm done uh, listen you, you sold me i what is your uh what is the pasta of choice for you like if you we i take you to an italian restaurant we sit down and you say oh i need this oh wow mm-hmm. uh gnocchi oh so good definitely gnocchi oh I love it. It's my mom actually makes it homemade. Yeah. And she makes her own sauce. And she's been doing this for years now. So our family is is very Italian and when my grandma was still alive and I was in middle school, elementary school, high school, all the things she used to have my family, my mom's sister's family, you know, people like all over the place coming to her house every Sunday for dinners and we would just hang out and not me but drink and you know, kick soccer balls in the backyard and yeah. eat and be merry. And that was kind of just the way that we all connected when we were growing up. So mom kind of carried on tradition as really one of the very best cooks that I know. And so when she says that she's going to make nucky, it's like a treat, you know, because they're not hard to make, but they take forever. Yeah, that and cacio pepe, like those are my two favorite pastas and also for about six days i can't run or or jog because it it actually hurts my body but i do i it's a real treat when i get into it yeah i bet it is i mean i feel like we're blessed as humans that pasta has been invented you know agreed well let's talk about some other things on people's mind outside of food uh haircuts are an epidemic right now we cannot get them professionally done you announced (laughs) you announced that you're embracing the mullet that you're growing 
what what are we going to do here? Are we going to cut our own hair? Uh, what what is happening? Does your mom is is your family available to do this for you? Or are you are you just going head on? Well, honestly, my family is available and willing, but I am not. So I am letting this sucker grow. Great. And I'll probably look like Joe Dirt at the end of this, <laughs> right. but I do not care. I feel like that's a better look than letting my brother or my dad get behind me and start, you know chopping away with scissors. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, for one, all hail Tiger King. I say go for it all the way. Party in the front. <laughs> all the way. Party in the front. Yeah. The business in front, you know, party in the back. Party in the back. Oh, that's right. I, I, You know what? To be honest, I'm party in the front and back. I'm just like, it just let it grow. <laughs> You're just party, party, party. Yeah, party, party, party. Pretty much all the way. Chest hair, too. Oh, my gosh. TMI, by the way, TMI. But, like, what are you doing with your hair? I need to know. Are you, are you going for the mullet? Are you, what's, what's the deal? <sighs> well... I got very lucky. I have a wife who is good at everything. I thought for a minute she was going to sabotage me, and she didn't. She said, oh, I'll cut your hair, because I really do. I, I'm blessed with a lot of hair. And she was like, yeah, I'll do it for you, and then didn't look at even a YouTube video, had never touched a clippers, had never touched a scissors. And I kept looking at her all week, like, you're going to research a little, right? Like, you're going to do some pre-work, and, <laughs> and she didn't. And then, and then again, she just kills at everything she does she gave me a great haircut wow that's amazing yeah i'm very impressed so you're you're like keeping it fresh over there yeah no mullets for you no i've done zooms and people are like did he get a haircut like they think i'm i'm endangering their grandmas i'm not in real life i am i just got lucky and my wife is good at everything she does and she shaved at the end of it i was like is this good i was i honestly was like i guess i tip you i don't even know what to do now Tips are definitely appreciated, I think so. Yeah, I help. You have said in the past that you read a book a week, so I'm wondering what Quarantine Library has been like. Quarantine Library has been amazing, actually. Mm -hmm. I'm currently reading this incredible book by Chanel Miller. It's called Know My Name. Have you heard of it? No, I'm writing it down, though. Okay, so Chanel Miller essentially was the woman that was found unconscious behind a dumpster and the Stanford swimmer had sexually assaulted her. And so she was known as Emily Doe throughout this whole trial and basically was one of the most famous people in America, Mm -hmm. you know, and Brock was infamous. And I remember reading this whole news cycle and then being appalled when the judge only sentenced Brock Turner to six months in jail, which essentially meant he went to three months in jail and not prison, jail. So county jail for misdemeanors. And so Chanel Miller wrote this incredibly beautiful and so impactful victim impact statement. I guess that's why it's called an impact statement. And I just thought that she was able to put into words what every survivor or victim is feeling but can't articulate and i just thought it was like beautiful prose it was just so thoughtful it was real it was authentic i loved reading that and so i i called up my soccer coach from unc answer and i was like so what are you reading and he took me through the 12 books that he's reading but he he said if there's one that i think you should read it's this one and so that was the chanel miller book and i started reading it and i have not put it down yet Actually, you have to take breaks because sometimes it just makes you so emotional. Sure. It's like all the things that women have to go through put into one book, like things that I'll never be able to articulate, things that I'll never be able to make anybody else understand. She has done it in book form. It's just incredible. 
Yeah, I remember her statement and being like blown away by being able to put that into words. I remember thinking to myself, how is she even able to want to give this statement, let alone give such an eloquent one? It was it was remarkable. So I definitely going to look into the book. I didn't even know she went beyond the statement. That's incredible. Yeah, I think it just came out at the end of last year. But let me know what you think. It's a hard read because it's very emotional, but it's also incredibly powerful. Yeah, well, while talking about writing, we found a blog post from your website, something back in, I think, 2015. You wrote out 22 facts about you, and you were asked what your biggest fear is, and you said, do you remember what you said? Yeah, actually, a lot of people have been bringing this up to me right now, but I said global pandemic. I think that's what I said. Okay, so now I have to ask you, I have to ask you straight on, when do I die? You, I mean, you're clearly a psychic doom teller. Oh, my God. This is terrible. I don't know. I, I mean, I can't even tell you. When I was going through college, do you remember when the swine flu was happening? Yes. 2009 to 2010. I was horrified that I was going to get that. I was so scared. Literally had so much anxiety during my finals that I think I failed almost all of them and had to retake them. Like That's how scared I was. It, that's how big of a fear it was. But I actually think it prepared me for this. Hmm. And I've been doing okay. I feel like I've already gone through the range of emotions and yeah. back in 2009 and have prepared myself for this. So I'm actually doing, I think, as best as anybody can do in this situation. But yeah, no, I'm not going to take on that question you asked, though, of when okay. when you die or how. I think that's, uh, I wouldn't ever want to be right. And uh, I certainly wouldn't want to be wrong either. Right. You know what I mean? There's no win in that. I appreciate that. I really, I mean, I grew up Jewish, so I have a similar thing where I think there's a global pandemic at all times. But now that there is one, I feel vindicated. Is that is that at all how you feel? Do you feel like, I told you guys this is what to be scared of? No, but you know what I actually feel a little bit vindicated in? I, I eat vegan and... Um, when there was meat shortages, mm-hmm. I was doing like a little bit of a evil vegan cackle, being like, Whoa, now you know what I'll go through, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, listen, I, you, you got me. I feel similar. And I don't eat, I don't eat everything, but I'll, I'll, I'll eat red meat every once in a while, even though I had took like 10 years off too. And, and it's got me questioning it again. You're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, how did this pandemic start, you know? Yeah, yeah. Animals, man. More with FIFA Women's World Cup champion and NWSL star Megan Klingenberg after this. Right now, Feeding America is working tirelessly to ensure our most vulnerable populations, like students who are out of school, the elderly, individuals whose jobs are impacted, and low-income families continue to have access to food and other needed resources during the COVID-19 pandemic. The Feeding America Food Bank Network is committed to serving communities and people facing hunger in America, and their greatest need is donations and support of local food banks. This podcast is committed to donating a portion of the proceeds from the show to Feeding America, and we hope that you can join us in this effort too. Find out how you can help at feedingamerica.org backslash COVID-19. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Now let's get back to Megan. Besides being a defender on the Portland Thorns, you are a big basketball fan. How much have you missed the playoffs this month? It, it's rough for us NBA heads. Yeah, it is. It's really rough. And honestly, I love basketball, but hockey is my true mm-hmm. love. The Pittsburgh Penguins, I love them. I watch hockey all the time and subscribe just to channels in Portland just so I can get the Pittsburgh Penguins on my TV screen. Yes. But like all of basketball, all of the Penguins, playoff matches, everything, I'm just very sad. And um, because, you know, there's something incredibly strong and beautiful about live sports. Sure. You know, it builds a sense of community with your neighbors. Uh, You never know what's going to happen. There's just like so much resiliency and hard work and teamwork and all these different things that we put so much stock into happening all at one time on our TVs. And it's pretty cool to watch. Yeah. So I really miss seeing that kind of thing. The Bundesliga started up over this past weekend. Did you watch that by, by chance? I know it exists. I, I, have, I was not able to watch it. I mean, there are things, golf, obviously, UFC. There's things starting to pop up. Right. And I watched the Bundesliga this weekend. It was just really nice to see a soccer ball kicked around. But it was really weird mm-hmm. seeing... No fans. Yeah. It was so quiet. It was just so weird. It's amazing how much the fans provide in terms of viewing pleasure experience. Yeah, it's been super strange to see it when we do not have, like when there's instances like Korean baseball and stuff, like there are things you can actually hear the like footsteps and creepy note, you know, yelling between the players. You're like, this is, I don't need to be this close. That's true. But there's one part about it that I find kind of fun and interesting. And 
since there's no fans, you can hear everything that every player is saying. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Yes, I think it's weird. You like it. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. <laughs> I think it's amazing. <laughs> I love hearing them trash talk. I love hearing them yell at each other, being like, can I swear on this podcast or what? Yes, you could swear, please. Perfect. And they'll be like, why the fuck did you throw it there? <laughs> you know, like just ripping into their teammates and being like, fucking throw it to me. <laughs> you know, and it's just amazing because I miss that. I miss that. I miss that so much. I, I have noticed that women's soccer players are way more chirpy, though. I did, I when when watching just in general World Cup and stuff, it's like, you guys, you guys get on each other pretty hard. <laughs> you think so? I think so. I way more, I, I, yes, I do, actually. I remember thinking to myself, like, this is all very aggressive in a good way, but still, I mean, I, now I'm more excited for having no fans just to hear the shit you guys talk. Yeah, I definitely talk a lot of shit. I think that my teammates really enjoy having me on their team just so they don't have to deal with me being on the other team. Right, right, right. Yeah, there's a lot of basketball guys like that, too. Uh, Patrick Beverly's, I'm a Clippers guy. So Patrick Beverly, I'm like, oh, thank God he's on our team. Cause if not, I would hate his guts. <laughs> yeah, no, I have no doubt about it. Like there's just certain people that you don't want to mess with. Yeah. They're really good at what they do. They know if they, if they get in your head, that that gives them an advantage to win the game and they don't care how they do it. They'll just do whatever they need to. Yeah. Talking about sports coming back, MLS men implemented a very strict new individual practice schedule. We talked to Brian Rowe last week and there are so many rules and regulations. You can't pass or shoot at anyone. It's like, it sounds like a 2001 space odyssey more than a sport. Are you at all hoping that, you know, the women's soccer league follows suit in that way? Or are you just hoping they wait? Honestly, I don't even know what I'm hoping for mm -hmm. at this point. I don't exactly understand the path back to sports until there's robust testing and contact tracing and all of these different things. So it's really hard for me to think about anything past just, you know, doing what I need to do to stay fit and stay healthy. Um, I know that the Thorns and the rest of the NWCL has started implementing a lot of individual trainings for players that are in market. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really great because it's so hard to try and find a good, like if you're just at your house or you're, you live in an apartment in the middle of the city, it's so hard to stay in shape yeah. and do the workouts and get stronger and stay fast and all of this thing. So I think in a lot of ways, it's really amazing. And I'm glad they're doing it. I know our players go a little bit crazy when they don't have the ball at their feet. Sure. So for their mental sanity, I'm incredibly thankful that this is going on. Yeah, it, it just like I'm the same as you. I'm tepid on everything and, and I feel weird forcing any athlete that I love just because I need it for my own happiness to go out there and kick a foot, kick a soccer ball or, 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 you know, play football just because I want it when in real life there there's no vaccine. So I, I, I I'm in the same place as you. I, I'm a huge sports fan who doesn't know what to tell you. Yeah, it's just tough because people are at the point where they're like, well, you probably won't get it. And even if you do, the percentage chances of you dying are really low. But that's not really what it's about, is it? You know, it's about keeping other people safe. And even if you do get it, this doesn't sound like it's something that's easy to go through. No. That might put you off your training and put you off your game for months at a time. No. So it doesn't really feel like a very smart thing to do to get exposed to something like that, no matter how bad people want sports.
Yeah, I, I wanted to get into a little bit of the equal pay dispute. Uh, it moved along a bit during the pandemic. Uh, obviously, you're pushing for a women's national team to have equal pay as the men's team, which to me seems like a total no-brainer. Uh, unfortunately, a federal judge rejected the players' claims last month. But what happens now? Are, are you able to continue the appeal through this pandemic? Do things keep moving forward? Honestly, I do not have the most up-to-date information on this to really talk a lot about what will happen in the court case. Yeah. I can talk about equal pay on a high level and things like that. Yeah. I mean, explain to people who are listening, like where, where this whole thing stemmed from. I mean, if there's, if there's an elevator course on it, we, I would love to hear it myself. Yeah. So I think, you know, when we first started talking with us soccer about our collective bargaining agreement, we really wanted to do a very fair revenue split. You know, whatever revenue we brought in, we wanted to split it with U.S. soccer. Mm -hmm. And that was a non-starter. And to me, that seems like the most fair way to go about this. And um, I think what people don't understand is that on the men's side, there are a lot of clubs that they all play for clubs that, unfortunately for us, but fortunately for them, pay them millions of dollars a year. And so they have this security that we do not have when we play club soccer. And so to ensure the viability and long-term success of the women's national team, we knew that we needed to have contracts that paid us uh, money on a salary and we know when we're going to get it so we can have stability to train and peace of mind because without peace of mind on your finances, how can you possibly be the very best that you can be for your country and for your employers, you know? So we had to set up our contracts a bit differently, our CBA a bit differently than the men's side did. But I think when it comes down to it, what really matters is we're women and they're men. And just because we're women does not mean that we should be earning any less, especially when there's no obvious differences in the amount of revenue that we produce for us i agreed i mean it seems like that's the only at least in the last few years it's the only thing i'm following as a as a you know not fully engulfed soccer fan but i mean like i get engulfed in in the women's world cup and, and national teams like those are the things that bring in the mainstream press yeah definitely and to me this isn't actually about equal pay it's mm-hmm. more about equal opportunity yeah and i think no matter your gender or religion or color or sexual orientation or any of the things that make you other in our society, it shouldn't hold you back from the same opportunity as a man or a white person or a straight person or whomever, right? So to me, this is more about ensuring that everybody that comes after us on the women's national team has that same opportunity as a man does. I mean, we're talking about equal investment. In the national team, we're talking about equal pay. We're talking about equal travel. We're talking about equal marketing. We're talking about equal opportunity to make a good life for ourselves through the game. Especially with these postponements. I mean, it's a bigger time than ever to make sure that people are taken care of in the same way that superstars are, you know, that quote unquote superstars are that we pay in these million dollar ways. So I, I, I'm, I mean, I don't know who wouldn't be with you. So I, I'm, I'm giving you encouragement as if you need it. It's the common sense aspect to it. Oh, well, thank you. I think a lot of people aren't with us, and that's what's hard. Yeah. But I know that there are so many that are. I think that a lot of times the negative voices sometimes drown out the positive ones. Yeah. So 
you know, we always need those positive backers because when we hear from people like you and from other people that are being affected by this, then we want to keep going. Sure. Last year, you launched a streetwear and lifestyle brand, Reink, alongside uh, some of your teammates and uh, from the Unforgettable World Cup team. Tell us a little bit about why you decided to jump into fashion. Actually, there's a lot of reasons why we decided to start there. You know, our mission is to reinvent the status quo, championing equity, creativity. And the the reason we wanted to start in fashion, and especially streetwear, is because one, especially for me, there's not a lot out there because if I wanted to try and wear streetwear, I couldn't because it never fits. Yep. So we thought this is a culture and an industry ripe for change. And also, we felt like, hey, this is something that we could easily, you know, talk about. And it's also something that we can easily show and market on our Instagrams, on the Internet, and, and connect with people. And so that's why we started there. And that's why we wanted to at least go into fashion first. But we're certainly not just a fashion company. Well, it's awesome. I, I checked out the black and white uh, collection. You guys are donating a portion of proceeds to healthcare workers affected by the pandemic. I think, it's, if anything, I would love for people who are listening to check it out. It's, it looks awesome. Yeah, please do. Like We love having people check out the brand, even if they don't decide to buy something. It's not about that for us. We want people to be able to commune and not just consume. That's kind of what we talk about when we talk about our community. Well, speaking of community, I like to end everything with something positive and then some dumb suggestions. The positive part I want to know, is there anything you think that we've taken on during this time of the pandemic that you hope we keep when everything is clear and we have a vaccine, et cetera? Are there any, you know, uh, activities, any way we're living now, something you think should live on? Yeah, definitely. A lot of things. Mm -hmm. The one positive I, I hope is that we can see how much of an impact we have on this planet. When we go dark, the animals come back out. They start doing things that they haven't been doing in years. The air is cleaner. The water is cleaner. The climate is better. There's less CO2 in the air. I hope that we can continue on that path. I am 100% with you. I, I feel like I saw a deer walking down my street the other day, and I was like, see, he was nervous to be down here. Now he's just hanging out with us, and I live in Los Angeles. Oh, my gosh. That's wild. I felt like Snow White. All right. So lastly, some suggestions. These are things that, that I want you to get into during the pandemic. You don't have to. You're not obligated to. You're clearly busy making pasta and looking at old ch childhood trophies. But but here are some suggestions of just some things you might get into. You ready for these? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. You have your own streetwear company, so I thought maybe you'd be into shopping um, some of the big labels from the comfort of your home. Do you ever visit grailed.com? No, what's that? Okay. Not a sponsor, but I pay them enough to maybe be a sponsor of theirs. It, it is a consignment website where people put their clothing up for sale, sometimes dead stock, sometimes vintage and worn. But every company's represented. Supreme, Balenciaga, Off-White, Stone Island, tons of sneakers. You know, every Jordan's up there. It feels very much like a curated eBay. There are set prices. You can make offers. I've bought a bunch of stuff off it, had great experiences. It's like a thrift shop for like hypebeast stuff. And it also has an app. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out. That was a good suggestion. Keep them coming. There you go. Grailed. Okay, second one. An industry that's been totally destroyed by the uh, pandemic is the musical, right? All local shows canceled, Broadway closed, no date for a return, by the way, in this billion-dollar business of musicals. And people who love theater have nowhere to go, so not a sponsor of the podcast again, but I will take their money if they want. It is Broadway HD. Do you know anything about it? 
No, but it sounds awesome. You don't even need to explain it, actually. As soon as you said Broadway yes. and they need help, I'm in. All right. Seven-day free trial, normally $8.99 a month. You can watch tons of musicals online like Kinky Boots, Les Mis, Bette Midler and Gypsy, Billy Elliot's online. They have plays oh, like Death of a Salesman, them. Macbeth, or... Uh, Al Pacino and Salome. There's so many things. If you have a, you have an itch, this is the way to scratch it for Broadway. Oh, I'm in. Cool. You have one more? Yeah, I have one more. I'm a podcast for sports, so obviously great crossover with Broadway. Last one. I think we should all be taking advantage of the skills we've learned here in quarantine. Make the most of our time. So I think you should capitalize on the hard work you've been doing. Clearly, it's a bad time to open a restaurant. You might have to sit on this for a minute or just do it strictly delivery. But I want you to open a pasta place. <laughs> okay, it's just you. Just me, but can't maybe my mom open it and then I can help her? Okay, I listen. I, this is how I see it. You're making pasta for customers. Your mom can help customers all day. You're wearing re-ink, so I'm always thinking about, you know, uh, branding. Uh, the whole place is soccer-themed. You have all your childhood trophies there, uh, the, the things from your, your childhood room, uh, the biggest moments on the screens. You can do big parties for Thorns games, and I have two possible names for this restaurant. Do you want to hear them? Of course I do. All right, I have... Ravigoli instead of ravioli. It's not great. Okay, keep going. My second one is red sauce card. Okay, that one's kind of funny. I like that. All right, so at least I get a kind of funny. I think the second one's better. All right, ravigoli might not be as good as red sauce card. You're right. I will. I will own up to that. Megan, I appreciate everything you're doing. Thank you for talking to us, and and stay safe. And also, please continue to take it to the morons about equal pay and, and equal opportunity. It is just so dumb that anyone wouldn't think that's just a, a right. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And thanks for having me on. It's been a blast. The No Sports Report is produced and distributed by Treefort Media. The show is executive produced by Kelly Garner, Lisa Ammerman, Matthew Kugler, and me, Jensen Karp. Tom Monahan is our senior audio engineer and sound supervisor with production and editing by Jasper Leak. Additional production help from Tim Schauer, June Rosen, and Haley Mandelberg. Our theme music is composed by Spilkes. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please subscribe, rate us, and review us on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please visit feedingamerica.org. If you're able to make a donation, any amount makes a difference, and you can learn more about other ways you can help on their website. For more information on the No Sports Report, links to the socials, and for show transcripts for our hearing-impaired listeners, go to treefort.fm. Be safe and be well. The No Sports Report is a production of iHeartRadio and Treefort Media. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, 
which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.